You're listening to the Build Shaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. How about this for a New Year's resolution? Watch more local sports. Midco Sports Network is the region's leader in that category. With UND Hockey, Summit League and NSIC Basketball, and Dakota's high school coverage on our airwaves around the clock for the biggest games featuring the teams you care about, turn to Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shaves Podcast. Welcome to 2019 of the Built Year 2, sort of, of the Built Shapes Podcast, episode 21, recording this on a Monday morning, January the 7th, alongside producer David Folsky, director of Athletics Built Shapes. I'm Alex Seinert. Welcome. Welcome, Bill. They said it wouldn't last. <laughs> I don't know who they are, but you but know, they said it. They, they said it loudly. They said it. It was yes, absolutely. I cannot be- believe they're back in 2019. Oh, so man. no, I just really uh, enjoyed uh, our pods over the uh, course of uh, the fall and uh, heading into the winter. And uh, yeah, now it really picks up. I mean, yes. now we are really, really knee deep into uh, conference play on, uh, in all of our uh, sports. Which makes it fun. I it's mean, great. that's, you know, non-conference portion now completely yep. done for all of our winter sports teams. School is back now in session mm-hmm. today, day one for the second semester. So that life on campus starting to pick up with classes. Again, tipping this on a Monday. So four o'clock today, night classes will start uh, into the second semester. And on it, like, I mean, you kidding that the weather's beautiful today. It's temps in the high 30s. It doesn't really feel like it's it's this point in the year. It feels like, hey, spring is coming. There's a lot of excitement in the air. We'll have a couple blizzards to get through before all said and done. But you said this is the this is that time of year. You know, New Year's here. Holidays now are behind us. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, into I mean, I think if you're if you're our uh, teams, you know, this is uh, you know everyone has their non-conference slate, and now they're uh, they're dialed into what's happening conference wide, and all you know leads up to uh, in in their respective sports their championships. So uh, it's exciting time for sure. Yeah. Since and a busy week this week. A very busy week. And we're going to talk a lot about that. This is this is a a uh, pivotal. This is a crucial. This is a this is a an exciting. This is a big week. It, it it's is a, an important week, a fun week if you're in Grand Forks to see all three of these teams in the winter season, hockey, men's and women's basketball at home, multiple games coming up this yeah, week. Yeah, you know, I, I was listening to uh, Paul and Tim coming in this morning and you know, they were they were discussing the same thing as how many games that are here this week. And it's just uh and again, I, it will be interesting as we go through the basketball seasons for sure, just with the nine teams. And uh, it just uh, makes it a little bit more challenging for our fan base to really get their arms around, uh, you know, really, if it's, if it's on a given day of a week, we could have a game. That's right. I mean, not really. That's kind of the way it feels like. And so you really have to be on it. I mean, I think we all have to be on it, but, but to some <laughs> degree. And I, and I know we're always, a, you know, obviously a few weeks and, and, and usually a month ahead as far as what's transpiring. But, um, yeah, it, it, it doesn't have that mirror feel to it, that Thursday, Saturday feel. Yeah, different case. So yeah, games this week, Wednesday, Thursday. Saturday, Sunday for basketball, and then Friday and Saturday, of course, for hockey is normal. So a lot, a lot to come. We'll talk about that six home game and five-day stretch coming up in a bit. Since our last pod, though, let's let's back up a little bit. We potted last before the Christmas period. Now, you know, both men's and women's basketball teams are a couple of games into Summit League play. They've officially started as conference members playing the teams they're going to be playing twice against this season. And really both right now are kind of at similar spots, both the men and women's seven and nine overall overall. 
Uh, the women with, with two conference wins, just one defeat. The men, one and two in Summit League play, but coming off a big win on the road against Denver. And each each coming off splits on the road. Always tough to go, and you always talk about that. Win your home games, try and split when you go on the road. Both the men and the women did that this past weekend down in Tulsa against Oral Roberts and then over in Denver against the Pioneers. Yeah, what's strange about it is it, it kind of has a feel. It's like our non-conference schedule. <laughs> you know, it, it has a little the, bit. It has the way the, we started, yeah, but, for sure. but but just has a feel of how you know we're just really kind of unfamiliar with the teams yeah. to mm-hmm. some degree, yeah. and 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 it's it's funny when you get to be able to play schools uh, for the most part twice in a year, mm-hmm. and then sometimes a third time, right. you just get a different. It's a different rhythm when you're playing uh, various uh, schools and teams, and so, anyways, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we we lost that first game uh, when we had to. Uh, uh, reschedule it uh, a day later from that Friday to Saturday, and then uh, Purdue Fort Wayne's gone on and, and it's done okay. Uh, Undefeated on, on the men's side, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. big big win against South Dakota State yeah. at home, and so uh, so that particular team that that came in here and it it kind of felt I felt it was too bad because Cortez had the flu, and yeah. so we we missed him in the second half for sure. And congratulations on becoming a thousand point scorer, Cortez. Yes. Well done. Um, but at the end of the day, it just felt like we had a run in us, but we were probably a player shy, which yeah, we which were we, that which day, we were. which we were. Um, yeah, that was a. You know, for UND fans, you start the summer league and you're so excited, and you start with a team that you've you've not really played hardly at all in your in your program history in Purdue Fort Wayne. But you know, the 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 men. Having to scoot that game back because of the blizzard today, not you know coming up a little bit short against the Dons. The women getting the win the following day uh, to open up Summit League play with the victory, and then following that up with a nice win on the road against a good Oral Roberts team down in Tulsa. In a tough place to play, that's a tough. The maybe the uh, the, the maybe center is a difficult place to shoot. It's a cavernous building that is usually not very full, and it was good to see the women have a good performance out there. And then uh, they took on a Denver team that has just been uh, playing a lot better than I think everybody expected, a Denver team that had beaten South Dakota, who's kind of the cl- really the class of the, of the league this year a little bit. They, they won A versus 1B with South Dakota State. Uh, and, you know, just, just couldn't find the buckets in the end and got outscored a bit in the fourth quarter. But you can see, again, with the, with the teams that both of these basketball teams have played in the early going, that they're both going to be all right. They're going to be okay in this league. It's going to be, even though both are kind of in transition years and have a lot of new faces and they're working in and trying to figure things out in this new conference, they're going to be just fine. Yeah, no, I I mean, I think, you know, it's going to be based on how well our teams progress during the year. I mean, you can say that for everybody, all all other eight schools. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to be, we're going to be in the mix and, uh, you know, hopefully we get on a run and and, and away we go and uh, head down to Sioux Falls, which will be just an awesome environment. So uh, we're we're looking forward to it. Yeah. On the men's side, I should mention, so the game in Denver on Saturday, because of some weather down in Oklahoma, there's freezing rain. I was just talking with Alec Johnson uh, out in the bullpen over here in in, uh, outside your office, Bill. And he was mentioning how, you know, in Tulsa, they're not used to that. So they didn't have any de-icer at the airport. They had to, like, someone had to drive in a de-icing machine to try. Yeah, usual stuff. I mean, that's, you know. So they didn't, you know, the men's basketball team didn't get to Denver until late, late on Friday. And it was an early tip on Saturday. It was a 1 o'clock tip. So they didn't have a lot of time to sort of prepare. They had about one hour or so to kind of go through the paces. And then they go and shoot lights out. They made 15 threes on 31 attempts, which, which was the best they'd shot this season. And, uh, and they looked fantastic. They went by, you know, 20. It was a 21-point margin of victory, but they were up by 30 in that game. It was really an impressive effort against the DU team that's pretty good. It just kind of goes to show maybe you just 
you know, give yourself an hour to prepare and you don't think about it too much. And, yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> that I, becomes the norm. I, from am, now on. I am a big believer, though, uh, on the road. You, you can have too much time. Sure, that's true. I, yeah. I, I, I sometimes I do believe that. And I, you know, if anybody has has traveled with with our programs and, and you know, it's a first and foremost, it, it's it's not as easy as it looks. It's always a kind of a grind whenever you just think about you sometimes just as an individual traveling and some of the things you go through. And now all of a sudden you've got a group, right? Depending on the, mm-hmm. the, the various teams. So that's always challenging. But yeah, I mean, sometimes maybe it's better. You just get to the tee box and let it rip. <laughs> You know, I mean, maybe, just maybe that's it. it just go, just, just go. go. I mean, I, and I think that's kind of what our team did. Yeah. They just went and played. They couldn't think too, too much about it. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, cause the game was, was early. It was kind of interesting. Our women played the first game in Tulsa and then a really late game on Saturday, uh, in Denver. You know, I, I wonder the only reason I could think was because Denver had home hockey during the course of the weekend. So perhaps that they flipped it so the the men would play early and then the women would be at the same time. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. That would, yeah, that I mean, I, I I'll, I'll I'll. Oh, I'll, I take it back. The men did not have home hockey. They were in Wisconsin. Yeah. So never mind. Yeah. So that's not even a thing. I think you're right, though. I think I, I and again, I'll I'll ask uh, you know DU at some point in time. Really, I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, it really doesn't matter. You 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 schedule the game and you play when it, it it's scheduled. But um, I, I guarantee it's something about that where they're trying to um, how should I say be fair and equitable yeah. in regards to who gets certain games yep. when. Yeah, which makes sense. Give give the women a chance to have a primetime game. That's great. They yeah. could, but yeah. I'll be yeah. I'll argue the other way. There's yeah. probably sometimes depending on the coach, they'd rather have the afternoon game. That's true too. So you just never know. I mean, especially with not knowing what's coming up next week. Because all of a sudden now you get more time for prep and all that rot. Yeah, it's so there you go. <laughs> it's a, That's what I got for all you. that rot. It's a complicated <laughs> yes. situation. Um, both we the, just show up. That there exactly. You show up. Yep. Mm-hmm. You figure out when the game time is. Hopefully it's the right time zone, <laughs> and you show up and you play. And you play, and hopefully you shoot fifty percent from three. That's it. And, and yep, there you go. Um, so both the men and the women again home this weekend, uh, and home this week. Excuse me for a pair of home games coming up. Um, the women playing. On a Wednesday against Omaha, and then they take on Western Illinois, a pretty good Western Illinois team on Sunday. The men play Omaha on Thursday, and then Western Illinois on Saturday. So it's kind of the women the women sandwiching on the outside with the men on the inside uh, with one game against, again, familiar opposition in, in UNO, and then one, of course, against Western Illinois that's going to be it's kind of like Purdue-Fort Wayne, a little bit new to this part of the country. But should be, again, a couple of good games and good tests for this team against, against teams when you look at the standings and look at the history of these two programs. Teams that UND you think would be able to take care of business against at home, but again, 50-50 type games. You never know in this league. Yeah, you don't. I, I mean, and uh, you know, I, I like the fact that you know both teams obviously get a week uh, at home, especially with school starting, as you said, kind of get you you know into classes, and so that's always really a, a good time to uh, you know. For, again, fortunately, we were on the road last week and school hadn't started yet. Yep. So we're, I guess that's the best way I'm putting it. Yeah. Um, the other one is indoor track and field is actually home against South Dakota State on go. Saturday as well, both nice. men and women. And so I, I would check uh, check our website for, for detailed time. Sometimes uh, um, you just never know when that's – it's usually kind of an all-day function, if you yeah. will, but I, I would check the website on that if you're interested. Free admission at this point in time, and so uh, so that's uh, something that's occurring as well this weekend. Yeah, fun to go watch. Again, some some great athletes and some you know kids that will be competing at the national level You know, come, yep. come February at the National Indoor Meet and then an outdoor season as well, which is 
hot on the heels. So good, good to see some of those kids in action and a good reminder that, yes, yeah, spring's not that far off. We're, we're <laughs> track and field is happening. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So that's fun. So that's going on Saturday as well. So yes. a lot of things going on Saturday along with men's hockey, who again started over the course since our last podcast, they had to take on Team USA, the U18 team, and looked great in that contest. Um, a pretty convincing 6-2 to two win, different guys scoring goals. Things looked like they were back on track. And that was a U18 team that had just beaten number one St. Cloud State. And then who, by the way, beat Duluth this weekend. So a pretty good team that we took care of business against. And then they flip it around and have to go and start the 2019 portion of the season, final non-conference series in Buffalo, New York, against a Canisius team that had underachieved a little bit this year, but had some talented guys and were picked to be one of the favorites in Atlantic hockey. And things just didn't go well this weekend. Just a couple of tough games that you could tell UND outplayed the home team in both of those contests. I think the shots on goal, 82-30 to 30 over the course of those two games. But the scoreboard didn't go in their favor in the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I watched Friday. It was a little bit difficult to, to watch. It was a little bit of a um, just kind of stop and go. So I ended up just kind of listening to, to Tim on Saturday. And, you know, you're right, Alex. You know, you are a, a soccer aficionado, and certainly, and I kind of only can liken it to the fact sometimes where you, yes, get a lot of offensive zone, I guess, play, and you, you're, you are getting a lot of shots, but the other team has is, is made a decision, yeah. in a sense. It just made a decision, as we like to say, to park the bus. <laughs> yeah, and that's, we've seen that, and we, we talked about this pre pod that North Dakota has had much more success when they're playing teams that are of their ilk, that, are, that want to come out and play, that want to try and take the game to North Dakota just as UND wants to to the opposition. Now, nothing against Canisius because no. at the end of the day, you know, uh, they, got, they got it done. They, 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 <laughs> it they worked. Got, it was a good they, strategy. They, that's right. Their strategy yeah. worked. And, and so I give them, uh, you know, uh, lots of credit because, again, again, this just in, they're trying to win the game too yep. and they're trying to figure it out. And, but, you know, again, I think you're right when, when we've seen in the kind of the EPL analogy is that when teams are willing to go up and down the field with each other, sometimes the game can be a little bit free, more free-flowing yeah. and things can happen. I would say that probably what we saw at the end of December was a, a USA team that wanted to get up and down. They wanted to play. Yep, and, and North Dakota was able to, to play with them and take advantage of that yeah, and open and up space. And It's just a different game. It's a different game. It's a different game. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you give credit to, to teams on how they are going to potentially play other teams. Yeah. And I think what you're finding then is folks are incredibly savvy. And I think the hockey, the 60, 60 teams have really shrunk at this point in time, you know, I, I looked at the pairwise, you know, again, we're 22 potting right now behind us right now is Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, UNH, Michigan state, BU and BC. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are some, some heady sort of all time programs. And, and so I think part of it, I think you're going to see stylistically right now, you know, we probably have to think through how are we going to play moving forward? But as you said, you know, probably going into the conference, you get more up and down action. I think it's because, and I would agree with you. I think, you know, teams in the conference have sort of a different understanding of how they, well, everybody has their own style, first of all. And, start and there. I think it's start start there. there. And in the NCHC, I think the style for each of these teams has worked. And I think each, you know, for the, for the most part. And I think each would say, we're not going to change what we do just because we're playing 
you, whoever you are yep. in this in this particular conference. We, we're going to stick to our guns because we've had success. And because of that, most of the styles in this league are, you know, Colorado College is a team that wants, they have, they have talented offensive players and they want to push the pace and they want to score goals and they want to be attack-minded just like Omaha does, just like, you know, certainly Denver is, is like that. I mean, St. Cloud State is like that. They want to play fast and they want to get up and down the rink. And, you know, some, obviously Duluth is a little more defensive-minded, a little bit just in nature, but still isn't going to just sit back in a shell and absorb pressure. I think for a team like Canisius and for a team like Alaska Anchorage, who we saw do this, and a team like Bemidji State, who we saw do this this season, they know that they don't have the men to match up against North Dakota in a normal type of a setting. They will not be able to play a 200-foot game with, with a team that is as good as UND is. So you shrink the ice and you decide to pack it in and make a team break you down inside the zone and you throw bodies in front of the net and you try not to take penalties which you know, North Dakota only had one power play goal I think they went one for 11 I think on the or one for 10 on the man advantage over the weekend which which isn't which which isn't good but um but they but the game plan really was executed well because if you watch the highlights and you see the opportunities that UND had nothing was on a rush nothing was on a break everything was trying to find a crease and try and find a little bit of space and trying to pass. And, and there was just no room because all those yellow jerseys were, <laughs> were inside the circles and in the slot and at the top of the crease. And there just wasn't room. And Burnley. Burnley. It, honestly, it is a little bit, you know, Burnley. Burnley is a team last year in the EPL that finished in sixth place, I believe, sixth or seventh place. Yep. They've made Europa league, which is kind of like, you know, the yep. junior champions league, but they allowed the most shots on goal mm -hmm. of any team in the league. And they were fine with that. They were fine with allowing the opponents to shoot from distance because they had put 10 men behind the ball and then try and hit you on the break. If there was a turnover or an interception, get down and try and score on the break or score from a set piece. You win ugly. And it's, it worked last year for Burnley, who's traditionally not a very good team. And obviously it's worked against North Dakota. UND this season is 3-6-1 and one against teams that were not ranked at the time that they played. I mean, that's... Well, the one thing yeah. I, 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 I agree with all of that, and, and again, I, I say it's smart for the other I, programs a, they're yeah. figuring out you know again strategically if that's what's worked and and there's maybe potentially a level of frustration that you can uh you know put certain programs into and 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 next thing you know you're it feels like the time's just slipping away um you know it becomes difficult i i think um again as i was uh, listening to uh to tim and uh, he had brad uh, schlossman on between periods and I think Schloss said, and I think this is accurate, is that Boston College is 0-20-4 in their last 24 non-conference games. And, and I, I believe I, I heard that correctly. Yeah. Now, I, my apologies to, to Coach York in Boston College if I'm incorrect with that. But I think it goes back to all of this conversation that we're saying that, you know, it's kind of shrinking a little bit, the 60 schools. And I think you're, you're making decisions on how strategically you're going to play certain teams from certain conferences. Yeah. Well, you saw BC get swept by Arizona State this weekend. And obviously, yep. Arizona State is now ranked and yeah. is had a, having a great yeah. season. Yep. But still, if you were to say that, even two years ago, you would not I, I like that. get out of here. Are you kidding? Right. Arizona State's going to sweep BC. Yeah. No way. So that's. I think you're right. I think that you know there's more talent. I think across the country and across the world to pick from for these programs and teams are doing a good job of seeing that talent be a little more evenly dispersed. And you don't have these David versus Goliath matchups anymore where it's so lopsided. And when you do, as you mentioned, coaches are getting smarter with how to deal with teams that are just better than you instead of trying to play into their hands and try and. Play, quote unquote play hockey 
hey, right. let's be a little more defensive. Let's be smart about this. Let's limit their chances. Give them the puck, but don't so, give them any great. So the A's. same side of it, though, is we need we need to figure ourselves out. And, and, you know, and that's part of, you know, kind of sort of the yin and the yang as far as, you know, from a coaching and, and, yeah. and all of that standpoint, because if that's what's occurring to some level, what's we've the got response? to then, yeah, what's the response, right? I mean, I, every time what a, a pitcher goes through the third time in the order and all that other kind of stuff, and, yeah. and even your first year, second year as, as players, you know, how are you figuring that, those things out? And I think, you know, I, I think our, 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 our guys, and again, we're early January. I mean, there, yeah. there's a lot of hockey to be oh, played. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, and again, uh, I don't think anyone is excited about where we are currently at this stage of the game. I mean, that's not, um, you know, where this program has been, nor is the standard. And, but, but at the end of it all, you know, sometimes you have to go through the journey of a, of a season. No, I would agree with that. And I, I think for anybody that's maybe thinking about jumping off the, you know, the UND bandwagon right now, I think this is early days and even though these are two damaging results and you mentioned the 22 in the pairwise now again you got to kind of be in the top 13 yep. to really feel pretty safe you know 14 15 whatever you're going to be on the bubble for sure but there's a long ways to go between now and the middle of march yep and there are a lot of opportunities for this team to rise themselves back up when you do have to go through an nchc gauntlet that's going to feature again it's it's colorado college this weekend and omaha next weekend and those two teams won't help you in the pairwise, but obviously you want to, from a standing standpoint, those are very important series to get back some momentum. And then after that, it's St. Cloud State, it's Denver, it's Western Michigan, and then it's Duluth in, in a four-week stretch with the bye kind of mixed in there as well. And if UND takes care of business and plays the way that we know they can play and that we've seen them play during that five-game win streak when they were beating Minnesota, Minnesota State, Wisconsin, you know, beating Denver and Duluth in back-to-back -back weekends. They've got what it takes to be yep. able to rise above this particular rough patch and find themselves back inside the top 15 in the pairwise and being inside the top four in the conference, have a great chance to host and hopefully gain some momentum and get into the tournament again. And then you see what happens from there. You know, the uh, the, the other thing is, I guess, uh, the last thing, and, and again, not that this is an X's and O's pod, but but the reality of it is the one thing that those those – those teams that you had mentioned um, that that we played against, and uh, you know, they have limited odd man rushes. They just have. I mean, that they have made a major decision, as you said. We'll 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 trade off shots per se, then making sure that there's not two on one, three on twos. And and again, if they stay out of the box, you have a shot. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it makes this weekend important now. Coming off, you know, a, a, a couple tough defeats. All of them. They they, they all are I now mean, for really, sure. For I sure. mean, it's all of them now. Yeah, but I think that's if you talk to Coach Barry and the team, I think they would certainly you know you got to you got to go one game at a time and and break this down and go. Let's just get the one on Friday night and then let's yeah, get the one let's on. Let's have a good shift, and, a good period, yep. and and figure it out from there. Yeah, for sure. So good opportunity this weekend, Colorado College. Again, if you're a if you're a longtime follower of UND hockey, you know this team has traditionally been towards the bottom of the NCHC standings, but had a bit of a renaissance last year. They have a very skilled top line with uh, three of the best guys in the country and a very good goaltender who's played very well against North Dakota in the years and Alex Leclerc. So a good test uh, against the team that is right now below UND in the NCHC standings. Normal stuff this weekend, Friday at 7.30, Saturday at 7, but Saturday 
Hades game has a little extra a little extra juice because we've got a celebration of a a championship team from 1959 that's going to be taking place. Yeah, I mean, just exciting. You know, um, Bob Peabody uh, has been kind of the liaison, uh, uh, local Grand Forks uh, legend, and uh, you know he's been uh, he's been working with Jody and, and our uh, our crew here um, in in making this just an, an awesome weekend for the for the first ever national title team. And again, yeah. imagine that 60 years ago, and so. Uh, uh, kind of set the foundation for for everything that we know today with UND hockey. So we can't be any more thankful for what they did uh, for uh, for us, and uh, we just look forward to honoring them. I know they were honored 10 years ago at their 50th as well, and so obviously makes a whole lot of sense. And I think we're I think the number was 14 that are back, and mm-hmm. so it's a it's an awesome awesome. Uh, um, day that they're going to have when they come in on uh, kind of a kind of a weekend type of deal, and uh, you're going to be able to uh, uh, to do some uh, interviewing as well. I think uh, yeah. you know, between periods, and so it'll be great. It'd be great. So between the first and second intermission of Saturday night, we will do an honoring, honoring and a little extended, little extended period. So we got the got the graces from Commissioner Fenton and uh, and the conference and uh, Colorado College was was good with that. So. Uh, it should be a great night. Yeah, very cool. So that's coming up this weekend over at the Ralph. Be sure to get out. Again, if you can't make it, we'll have those games on Midco SN. And we'll have actually all these games, uh, minus the indoor track and field. We'll have all the basketball, all the hockey live on Midco SN this week. Six home games in five days, which makes for a bit of a crazy week on the broadcast side. But so excited to get a chance to have these teams here at home, to get to bring these bring these games out to people that can't make the trip or that just live out of town. Uh, it's going to be a really, really fun week for UND Athletics. And we are very much looking forward to an hour and just as you guys are here in the athletics office. It'll be great. It'll be great. As the calendar turns now, we've got actually some meetings that I'll be a part of here in the next uh, few, several weeks. And so uh, the NCAA convention's coming up in a couple of weeks and there's an all-association vote. Uh, and not many times is there an all-association vote, but this one is based on the fact of all of the basketball situation that occurred, um, there was at least a recommendation that came out of uh, Condoleezza Rice's group that said that maybe there should be some external folks on the board of directors. And so what happens is if to become that, there has to be a vote to say, yes, we're willing to do that. And then who knows who that those, those folks sure. would be. But again, it needs to, it needs a division one, two and three vote. And so that's in a couple of mm-hmm. weeks. And so, uh, yeah. And so there's a few other things that are kind of in play as well as we're going uh, through this, but uh, all heading towards, uh, you know, um, those championships, as we mentioned uh, in, in, in all of the conferences. And that- that far away march but now that we're in january now you said now that the calendar's turns that feels a lot closer than it did even a week ago when we were it's crazy yeah, isn't it watching bowl games and, and getting ready for 2019 it's wild no so, doubt um so yeah big weekend coming up in und athletics get out and support your teams in person at the betty and at the ralph and at the hpc anything else going on in your world bill that you want to talk about from a und perspective no i think i think we're good we we kind of knocked it out like i said busy busy week i mean oddly oddly last week no home Yep. games and then this one uh we just pile it on all the home games all yep. the home games i know it's that would be the big thing i think for fans when you think about you know how things were last year with mirrored scheduling in the big sky you always knew well yeah, every week we're going to have something that's right but you know we'll also we won't have everything and from a uh from a staffing perspective how does that sort of i mean it, it changes things a little bit i suppose when you do know there is hey wednesday thursday friday saturday Saturday, like five straight days we're going to have something in, in multiple venues 
as opposed to maybe in the old days, you maybe didn't quite have as much of that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, probably David would be a better person to ask, but I, I, you know, I think you just deal with what this calendar is in front of you. I mean, I I think, you know, there's there's good and bad having uh, multiple games on, on, on one day. Uh, You know, that, that can really exhaust a staff, but maybe if it's spread out a little bit more, maybe that makes it a little bit more palatable to some degree for the, the, for the staff that's working every single event. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you just take it as it comes yeah. and, and you, you hopefully there's some balance and like, like you said you're 100 percent correct never would we have had a week like that last year just was just odd this wouldn't happen just wouldn't happen. somebody as simple as it gets the women basketball if they're here the men are on the road there you might just, that was there the might have been one 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 week where you just played your travel partner true and you had but one you just game had the one. Yep. maybe but yep. that's about it but you you definitely had a game yeah yeah, so unique. And then the, the the neat thing is to follow. So after this week, it's that split where you've got the men and women playing South Dakota State here on a Wednesday and a Friday, and then going to Fargo for Saturday and Sunday for those games. That's right. And you get that home and away split where you're doing that on the same week, which is a little bit new for the basketball teams, at least in terms of conference play. Um, it just, yeah, it, again, for fans out there, just begin another reminder, look closely at your schedule, <laughs> make yeah. sure you're seeing what day of the week, what time, cause all those things will be a little and, more fluid here in 2019. Yeah. And you know, and, and I guess, you know, sometimes we could get into other things that maybe are just not so specific to schedule of games, but I think it's important for us to kind of revisit what is occurring with our programs and what's upcoming because you're right that that's where you can get a little bit confused. So maybe this is just another reminder. The one thing that we can do futuristically, I think on a podcast too we released our flight plan which was yes. a strategic plan mm-hmm. and i know we mentioned it when we were on the air uh when i was on uh, halftime on that saturday when we were playing purdue fort wayne but maybe that's something we can get into at some stage of the game because I, our, our staff did a really really good job with that and i just you know wouldn't mind uh discussing that a little bit further maybe that'll be kind of a topic if you will yeah. of, of one of our pods coming up i think that'd be fantastic perfect we'll, we'll jot that down write that down dave <laughs> cool well um yeah i think a good time to kind of flip over to flip. the to the b side and, and kind of chat again since our last pod a lot been going on from a national scene from an international scene a lot of things that bill cares about has been it you know the snow globe's been shaken up and nfl seasons is now is now wrapping up and now we are in the playoffs and we're, we're taping this on Monday, January the 7th, and I think fresh in everybody's mind right now is what happened yesterday in Chicago and, and the ending to that game um, with Cody Parkey missing the field goal, the double doink off the upright, and then the goal post and out. I just want to ask you, is the kicker, as you look, and then you, you are a savant of, of multiple sports, love baseball, love soccer, love, you know, love, love all this stuff. Is the kicker the loneliest, oh. most pressure-packed position in all sports bill well i give my wife credit i mean we were watching it and uh and the 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 timeout usually comes right before it It came came early enough where he didn't have to hit the first one and he kicked it and again i think in a weird way it was probably just i don't i don't know what he was thinking but i'll tell you what that is a lonely position as he <clears throat> excuse me they had a great angle of him just coming in and it's just like the whole city it's just like yeah. whole city's watching yeah. you and again yeah. you choose it yeah yeah it it's uh it's you just your heart breaks for that i mean for that young man and to see that tough that that thin margin of error did i hear it get t- did it get tipped did i hear that oh it might have i mean the way that it the way that it left his foot and the way that it looked going on to the toward, yeah. toward the goalpost it, it didn't look great no so. so i think it got tipped good for you know philly made a play yeah 
which which they've been able to do the last oh, two postseasons. Unbelievable. Away. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Um, it's uh, it was a tough. It was a, it was an interesting opening round of the NFL playoffs where the six seeds win over the three seeds on both sides of the conference divide, and it's uh, it was also a playoffs that did not feature Pittsburgh for the first time in a while, which is disappointing. I, <laughs> Bill starts making faces. Is um, it wasn't a great it wasn't a great stretch there for the Steelers. With all this stuff with it Antonio Brown, it's still not. It just continues. Still not great. How disappointed were you that they didn't make the postseason? They got what they got. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. They um, they were good enough for a while. I mean, at seven, two, and one, you know, they were pretty. They were pretty good. Um, but you know, it's a sixteen game season, and so you just gotta you gotta play out the whole thing. And you know, they just they weren't they weren't good enough. You know, uh, had opportunities um, to. Uh, you know, to, to, to do what they needed to do, and they just didn't get it done. So, I don't know, it'd be an interesting offseason for them. I, you know, it's not, I mean, the offseason, it started yeah. with a bang already. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. I don't know if you can trade a guy with that kind of a cap hit. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Is it $22 million? Is that what yeah, AB's making? It's, like it's something like that. They're going to restructure yeah. They're going to restructure Ben, and then they're going to get uh, money back from Bell. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I don't I don't know how that's all going to work itself out, but he um, he's just a fantastic player. I mean, just crazy. But wow, that just that was a uh, that was a tough way to end the year for sure. Yeah. And then Buff, uh, Buffalo, Baltimore. Um, yeah, that was kind of a little bit surprising. I mean, uh, Lamar just struggled. Rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterback in, in a big spot. San Diego's good again. Yeah, playing Excuse a, me. playing Chargers. a very good team. The, <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm sure that's not again not the first, not the last time there'll be references. In well, San for Diego many, Chargers. I guess it's yeah. it is San Diego. Yeah. No. Uh, they, um, yeah, one of those things. Baltimore really almost got you into the playoffs with uh, Cleveland just about pulled it off on the last game. Like got, yeah. they got down inside the 40 yard line. Like we're driving down they there. They hurried. They hurried, yeah. and and I almost kind of felt like, you know, just pause. I mean, yeah. they in a weird way they just um, they only needed like 10 yards and. Uh, yeah, for them, and that would have been big for them, too. Like, it's like they had no interest in probably getting the Steelers in by any stretch. Yeah. But for, their, for the Browns, their, though. For, for that, the Browns, yeah. yes. I mean, I, to me, that's a, those are big, big games. And even when you're out of it, th- those were – that's where you know teams start having their building blocks be made and so uh, we'll see what happens i you know they started playing um really well at the end of the year but the nfl sometimes weird sometimes teams play better once they know they're out of it pressure's off you know and that's i think i would say i think teams that really like their coach or really like each other in the locker room i think that's teams like that seem to play better even even if there are no stakes, and and you you can't reach the postseason. Yeah. I feel like there's that sense of hey, we're going to try and win as many games as we can to try and show that we care about each other. We want to keep this together. That yeah. we like the guy that's leading the we charge. We see it in bowl games too, don't we? You do. Bit? You see that a lot. I a think. little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of interesting how um, you know, based on where maybe your program is, and kind of maybe uh, yeah, the the, the age of your team so to speak yep, and there, there, mm-hmm. there's some things that are just interesting to yeah. me and uh yeah uh you know so now you you kind of move forward and this is always the week though that i'm always surprised there's usually one team that will go in on the road and get it done on one side of the conference or the other but normally the home teams get it done after a bye in this divisional round you're talking I about i think so yeah. i yeah. mean i i don't know what the the numbers are but it feels like you know it, it it is a tall order i think to have you know especially if you're on the road 
and then you have to come back like a like well, a, like a charger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they have to come back a, across the country again. And uh, but they're good. Yeah, they're good. They're going to challenge New England. I, I I agree with you. I think that um, as a New England fan, I think everybody was rooting pretty hard for the Texans to beat the Colts yes. so you could play Houston a team that New England has kind of owned for yep. the last however many years uh, but obviously it didn't work out that way Andrew Luck and the gang had other ideas so now that there are eight teams left who's your favorite right now who's your favorite to make the Super Bowl on either side of the divide it's a good question I, I I think it's hard to not go against New Orleans the way they play at home yep. and I think they just uh, actually had a chance to maybe take the gas pedal off just a little bit at the end too so um, I, I guess it, you know the Rams are a little bit suspect on defense and so uh, but I, I, I'll probably take the majority of the home I'll take the two home teams this weekend in the NFC uh, someone's going to get upset in the AFC now yeah. New England never loses a home game so I, I'm going to assume that it's going to be Kansas City getting bumped, which that would fit right wild. in right into <laughs> New England's uh, hands. I would I would take that. I don't know if Indy can go into Kansas City and win that They're game. Playing really They're well. playing really, really well. They're playing really, really well. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, you never know. The Colts defense limited the Texans to seven points. I know. Took out, you know, Hopkins. Like, there were just a lot of things they did that were a little bit surprising. I just, I. But, man, here, it's going to be tough to okay, slow down the Chiefs. How about so, this is a better yeah. way of saying it? I I almost think. If both games were being played in Des Moines, Iowa, let's just say, or Jacksonville, Florida, I would take the two road teams. Yeah, I think they have the better rosters, actually, top to bottom at this point in time. But going to Kansas City is going to be really tough. And and oh, and again, New England's just been a machine uh, in in the playoffs at home. So, yeah, but I think one of those two get upset. Yeah. I'll write that. Jot there that you go. Down. One of those two down. get upset. Yep. I think. Yep. I think the Rams make it through this weekend, but I don't think they get it done in New Orleans. Yeah. I think it'll be Saints. I don't know. Let's just say, who knows? Saints Colts. <laughs> that would be a rematch from it would be. the the you know from gosh, Pey- Peyton Manning. Yeah, Pey- yep. That that's that Sean Payton. The last time that the the uh, Saints made it and yep. won, obviously, was against Peyton Manning and the big pick six and all that stuff, the onside kick in the third quarter. Right. I'm not even sure what Super Bowl number that was, 46 or something, 47, yeah. give yep. or take. Okay. All right. There you go. Going That's back. what I got all for right. you. All right. And your Liverpool had Circle a big, big loss this weekend. You, you gave us a chance uh, for the rest of the table to at least enjoy maybe the next – few months we made it interesting the, made it interesting. Pre- the premier league scriptwriters weren't ready to sign nope. off the season just yet nope. again so since we last potted there have been over 40 premier league matches the festive fixture list uh, a lot of games a lot of games in the epl before christmas on boxing day before new year's on new year's day and shortly after and uh the one bill referencing to again liverpool playing manchester city they had a seven point lead over city a six point lead over spurs in the table they're playing at the etihad which is a tough place to go play and it was a really fun game to watch from a neutral perspective, I'm sure. It was a very, I mean, it was a back, it was a great game. You talk about, by the way, both teams, we're just talking about UND hockey and teams like trying to settle back and not play. Both of these teams were just at each other the entire game. And there were just huge momentum swings. And it was a really, it was a disappointing end. Um, Liverpool trailed one nothing, came back and tied it at one. They hit the post, had a couple great chances to go up. Uh, City scored in the 74th or 75th minute or so off a post and in on a fast break type situation. And uh, Liverpool were just 
pushing and pushing and pushing at the ends, and the ball just didn't bounce their way, and so they lose 2-1. to one. And so now the, the gap is now four. So Liverpool are on 54 points. City are on 50, and this, this loss by Liverpool now has pulled them back to the pack a little bit, and Spurs are right there in third place on 48. Chelsea's back there at 44, and then there's a pretty big drop-off after that. So it feel, I think it's like 41, 38, et cetera. So, you know, Spurs are in a great spot right now. Top three looks pretty good at the moment. And now, really, they're within two games of the top. And they get to play both City and Liverpool before the season are over. My two my two soccer pieces for this one is uh, I think the Spurs should be opening their new stadium here shortly. I think when they play Man U. So stay tuned. <laughs> the 15th time that Bill has said we'll, that. We'll see how that one goes. So stay tuned there. <laughs> Um, and in fact, I heard, did hear that the Raiders were, were poking around about playing there next year. How about that? Wow. So there'd be that. Um, wow. And then one of the things, and like you do during the holidays, like everyone does, either they pick up a book or they, 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 they maybe binge watch something. Mm-hmm. But Sunderland Till I Die. Yes. Sunderland Till I Die is a, is a Netflix uh, original. And um, it was it's quite amazing. And, and so if, if you're... If you're so inclined to figure out kind of the passion that is over there, I'll tell you what, that is one where you will get an understanding of what it is for, for a number of those folks to, to, to watch a premier team. Yeah, and to watch a bad. I should, well, yeah, I should to, say, watch, pr- to watch a championship team. Yeah, championship yep. team that, that however that played yeah. itself out, but, but just quite amazing. Yeah, that's a great. So Sunderland had been a Premier League team for a while. Traditionally, a yeah. team that would always find a way to escape relegation in the last minute. The uh, the narrative around them is just fantastic, and a great rivalry between Sunderland and Newcastle, and like these two teams that one wears their strips have red stripes, red and white, and the other side is red or black and white, and they just hate each other on Tyneside, the Tyneside derby between those two. And Sunderland a couple of years ago finally just ran out of luck, and they got dropped down to the Championship. Kind of, and they're a big club; they play in a big stadium, big fan base. They kind of expected to bounce right back up into the Premier League, but they got relegated. Again. A second time. So now they're down into League One, which is the third division. And and this documentary sort of curtails that season of the ups and downs and the heartache and if you, if what you that's ever, like. If you ever were interested in what promotion and relegation is and how that all works, it, it really is a tutorial yeah. in a lot of ways on how English soccer works. It's it pretty amazing. And then you get connected with some of the fans and it's, you know, in, in some of the folks that are just, you know, trying, they're living and dying through it all. And, you know, and again, we get it. I mean, I, I it, it, you know, I, I, I'm, Outside of the job that I do, I get we have an incredibly passionate fan base here, and I'm incredibly passionate when it comes to uh, fans as well, but sometimes you have to separate out some things about how you do what you do and making sure you do the right things each and every day. But I know this, you know, there's there's always a... each season has its own story to it, and so you have to keep uh, keep riding the wave, that's for sure. Yeah, and what's great, I think, to, to bring this back to a UND perspective is the story for each of these teams that are still playing, at least the men, the women on the basketball court, and, and the men on the hockey rink, the story's not been written yet. You've got the first couple chapters that are kind of been etched in, but the narrative isn't finished, and there's still two more months left of you know intense conference play. And then you've got a conference tournament again, hopefully for for you know both basketball teams to finish in the top eight, and and then perhaps more. And and that's what makes this so fun. You just you're you're watching this movie and, and reading this book as it's playing out, and you don't know what's going to happen next. It's it's exciting, and you think maybe we have an idea of what is going to take place, but we have no clue. But sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you just don't know, and it's going to be fun to see what characters step up, who rises, who takes the mantle, who can you know. 
who can help pull these teams forward and as it makes sports fun that's right well busy week this week you yeah. guys got to get rolling i know david this is a tough this is a tough busy week for for that whole entire staff holy cow between our ticketing folks and our external people it's just it's a lot and you'll be on the air quite a bit eh? yeah i'm gonna go, <laughs> i'm gonna go uh get some lozenges here during, during <laughs> lunch and, and get ready to go but no it should be a lot of fun well until next week yes enjoy enjoy the week everyone you and the athletics for david for bill i'm alex thanks for listening we'll talk to you next week mm-hmm.